So Father Eric told me my time is up about preaching without a prop. So here we go. But, but I will say I like it better on that side of the altar. So, you know, today's gospel is really challenging. Um, and just a lot of reflection this week on it. So this, it, okay, so if you're not musically inclined like myself, this is a guitar, okay? <laughs> I have, I'm not going to play it because you would all run, okay? So I inherited this guitar about two years ago. So knowing nothing about guitars, it's pretty much worthless with one exception. It has a signature. It's just a bunch of scribble. It says 1994 on it. So the person I inherited this from really loved music. He played as a child, and he saw this and just really, really desired it. I didn't know what signature this was. That was my challenge. After, after he passed, it was, I had to figure out what, who was this, right? Who was this? And after searching through some, some things, I found this small index card, and it said, Eric Clapton, with a very high dollar figure on it, okay? So, me again, not knowing anything about music, I, I had no real desire to keep it, right? If it was a baseball bat signed by a New York Met, I, I'm sold, right? But music, not so much. So, you know, in order to sell this, I had to get it appraised. So it's not that easy to get something appraised. I, I figured it might be a little easier, but it wasn't that easy. I drove two or three hours to uh, one of these sports events where they had an appraiser. I waited on a very long line for three hours to get this thing appraised. In my mind, it was a lock. Like my father-in-law, uh, he would have had this. He would have you know, known who it was. I believe that it was truly Eric Clapton. So when I got up to the appraiser, after I had submitted it, he looked at me and he said, not even close. Not even close, right? So, so it was a fake. It, it was really worthless, right? How many times, I could speak my own life, do I honor and value things that are worthless? So we worship these things, and we give them honor, and yet, how much value do they really have? So if we define real worship, real worship is the honor that's due to God. Fake worship, sometimes called idol worship, is when we treat something as sacred when it's not. Now don't get me wrong, things are good. God made matter. He reveals himself in matter. He, he'll do that in just a few minutes on the altar when he changes wine and bread into himself. So matter is not a bad thing. But matter with the wrong context, with the wrong sight, can be disordered. And actually, if we think about how we honor God and how we worship God, right, we talk about him, we read about him, 
We sit with him. We let him talk to us. We tell our friends. How many times do we do this about things? I mean, I do it all the time. I worship things. I worship teams. And today's gospel is telling us something very important, speaking to our hearts even. Jesus enters the desert. Now, there's a, there's a strong parallel here between the first reading, and we hear about Adam and Jesus in the desert. So if we read that first reading again, we'll see that, that Eve talks about a couple things, right? And actually, these things are our root desires. Eve talks about pleasure. Jesus talks about turning stone into bread. Vanity and pride. And the devil tempts Jesus with throwing yourself down. Eve calls this gaining wisdom. Our desire for things, idol worship. Pleasing and delight for the eyes. All these things I will give you is what the devil tempts Jesus with. Now, if we're reading Father Eric's book this Lent, we might see some similarities to this, right? Our root sin. These desires are our root sin. Like all our sins come from these. I think worship is so important here because if we really read the scripture and we go through these temptations, it's the last one. Every single one Jesus turns away, but it's the last one that the devil leaves. He's tempted three times. And the first time the devil comes back, and the second time the devil comes back, and the third time Jesus has these simple words for us. Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. And that's what makes the devil leave. Now, if we really read again on, on, on this conversation between Jesus and the devil, the devil's offering Jesus things that are quite tempting. He's on a high mountain, and he offers Jesus all the kingdoms. Why? Because to worship something that's fake, something that's not real, he has to sweeten the pot. Worship on him of himself is not real. It's not true worship. So he has to offer something else. In Jesus' response, he offers nothing but himself. Now, if we kind of gain some insight from this, and maybe this sounds familiar. Jesus calls what true worship is. And like I said, it makes the devil leave. But in John 6, if we're familiar with John 6, it's, it's kind of what makes us Catholics, right? It's about the Eucharist. 
if we read a little bit of John 6. Amen, amen, I tell you. Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them. He's giving us what true worship is. Not fake worship, real, true worship. Right? And what, what happens after he gives, he gives that truth? If we read on in John 6, as a result of this, many of his disciples returned to their former ways of life. They left too. And they returned to their former ways, their old ways. And sometimes as Catholics in Lent, we have it in our mind, we have to do these things. We have to fast, we have to give alms, but we forget about worship. Jesus is telling us today what true, real worship is. It's him. It's him in the Blessed Sacrament. It's him in the tabernacle. It's him in the oratory. And then that's what fights the devil. That's what gets us. That's, that's what helps us. Now the thing between something that's false and something that's real, it's so minor the signature on this guitar. Maybe we have something that has like sentimental meaning. It's because we were there. There's something that touches us about it. Or maybe it's a signature. Maybe it's a sports event. Maybe it's a photo. It's so minor. We can't see it with our naked eyes. Whether it's real or fake. Right, but Jesus is telling us today in a, in a very deep way that worship is true, it's real. We can't see it with our eyes. We can't see Jesus in the Eucharist with our eyes, but he's there. He's present. In John 6, he says, amen, amen, two amens four times. The church teaches us anytime that happens, it's like Jesus saying, I'm telling the real truth here. I'm not lying. This is real. It's easy to think it's, it's not. It's easy. Sometimes in Scripture, Jesus talks about things that are quite not one for one. But here, he, he kind of, he knows that. So here he's saying, amen, amen, four times. Jesus is trying to tell us what real worship is, that this really is Jesus. And this Lent, this is our key. This is our key to not going back to our former ways, to believe, to trust, to understand what he says. Recently, really just yesterday, I had a conversation with my mom. She's a little bit of a trip. If, you know, she's an Italian New Yorker, right? So if you know Italian New Yorkers, Whatever they say goes, right? So she's, she's in the hospital for a procedure, and she's on NPO, and NPO means you can't have anything, right? And I, I mean, 
when she told me this, I just glossed it over. But this morning on my drive, I thought about it again. And she's, you know, somebody brought her the Eucharist. And the nurse said, you can't have that. It's food. You can't have food. She said, that's not food. That's Jesus. That's his body and blood. And I thought later, like, wow. Yeah, that's not food. It's real. So I feel like, in, in, you know, in this hard teaching, what Jesus is trying to focus us on is that sometimes we worship things that aren't true, aren't real. And he knows that. That's our human nature. But he's, he's taking care of that for us. But in this new covenant, he gives us the Eucharist, right? He gives us real, true worship. And I think that's the key. You know, if you're like me, you've had a lot of Lents that haven't gone that great. But worship is the key. Those other things help us get there. But to see Jesus, we have to remove our things. We have to see that this piece of bread is not really bread. If we believe the things we have are real, why can't we believe that this bread is not real? So when I was praying through this reading, it's just overwhelming, this desire that Jesus has for us, for us to recognize him in the Blessed Sacrament. Then in just a couple minutes, he'll be real, really here, not fake. We have enough fake things. You know, and the great thing about God, he's, he doesn't force us to believe these things. He doesn't compete with the guitars, with the sports teams. You know, we're made for one love, him. He doesn't want to compete with the things. He lets us have those things. But Jesus is telling us in such a strong way today, I am what keeps you from the enemy. I'm what makes it easy. He says so clearly, but yet we know it's so hard. Worship the Lord your God and serve only him. Amen.